All right, I don't have like a special bit or anything to start with. Uh, this is a this is a fun movie, and I'm you know let's talk about it. Sure, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Good. Um, so as you know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll either be uh, really just admitting defeat on not having come up with a funny <laughs> bit to start with, or something along the lines of "Welcome to the Movies." My name is Ben Holland. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Um, <laughs> uh, every week we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week is Easy A, 2010's Emma Stone star-making, maybe, movie. Um, yeah, this is our last episode of the month. The theme this month has been teen movies adapted from classic literature. And uh, admittedly, right off the top, I'll, I'll concede that this one is maybe the most of a stretch because it's it's kind of the Scarlet Letter. It's kind of just about people reading the Scarlet Letter. Say it has the actual book in it. So. Yeah, and it's the only one of these that is like, explicitly about students reading that original thing. But uh, we're counting it because, I don't know, I wanted to talk about Easy A. So, Fuck it. I uh, guess this week, it's Noah. Hey, Noah. Hey. You want to do the from left to right thing? Yeah, from left to right, <laughs> cross your podcast out. We got Noah. It's me. Yep, it's you. Um, I do do that every time. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Okay. Not necessary, but. <laughs> no, it is necessary. <laughs> we can't go on if I forget. Um, before we get into the movie, though, have you watched anything good recently or just, just you? Uh <laughs> I did. Oh, great. Yeah, I watched um, all the new Black Mirrors. That was pretty awesome. I haven't watched any yet, but oh, I really man. want to. <laughs> Do you like them? Yeah. I like the series in general, yeah. I thought this was, um, I feel like it got pretty mixed reviews, but for me, I thought this is a pretty strong season, especially coming off the, the last season where. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like anthology stuff, I feel like I can sort of be like if it's mixed reviews is are they all mixed or is it like some are really good and some are like not i think it's more of that okay because that's that's more what i've been hearing and i just gotta like i guess nail down which ones people say or you know can mm-hmm. miss i guess yeah i think at least from the the reviews that i heard the one that pretty much across the board that people thought was like i'll say the weakest one out of the bunch was a uh, mazy day which was was still good i thought it was really good in in concept um which i think a lot of their um, that's kind of where they, they're really strong in general, the show, like it, the, the characters don't always hit or, you know, the plot itself, um, or, you know, how they, how they do it. But I think the, the concepts themselves are really cool, but it had, it had some bangers and it, some really good performances. Any particular favorites from the bunch? This um, I liked, and I'm, I, I can't remember the name, but it's a space one with, um, Aaron Paul. I okay, thought it was cool. probably, probably the best one. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people mention that one. Yeah. yeah. And I, I know some people are saying like, some of them aren't as, maybe not the grain of salt because this is just chatter I've seen having not seen it myself, but that there's some stuff that isn't as Black Mirror-y and it's more just like straight horror. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But they, um, and you might have heard too, they, at least in one of the episodes, that's more leaning towards that. Like that isn't really sci-fi at all. It's much more in like the fantastical realm. Cool. Um, they fine, start, fine with me. <laughs> which Yeah, which is completely fine with me too. Um, but they, they preface at the beginning is saying it's like a red mirror production as opposed to a black mirror. So people speculating, like maybe they're going to take it in a different direction or maybe they'll, that will be its own thing, which I think is really cool. That was probably my second favorite episode was that one too. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, in general, I thought it was, I was, I thought it was really strong. Yeah. There's, um, I feel like that's such a easy thing for Netflix to keep kind of banging out is this kind of, you know, it's different cast and directors for every episode and stuff. I feel like, um, Love, Death, and Robots goes. That was also going. yeah. That was also very cool. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's just like a thing that I guess is seems like a something that a streaming service should 
have a bunch of those because it must oh, be sure. like a lot simpler to just be like, eh, we're just going to do a bunch of stuff and call it one thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> put it put it under one label. That's a, that's a good point though. The um the sex and robots. That's another really really good one. I was I was kind of blown away by. And it's so cool because each one's like its own little vignette. You know, you yeah, get so sure. many different styles of um, especially with that one different um animations and yeah um just yeah just so cool i don't know i like that stuff there, there's one that i watched recently that's like from a couple seasons ago of it's what ldr love death robots yeah or ldr's yeah. lana del rey i forget which one's which um <laughs> and um i hadn't seen it before uh i haven't seen all the episodes i've seen some um but it was pointed out to me that david fincher who's a you know great director we've talked about before on here um, director of Mank and then probably other stuff that people like more, but I love Mank, so whatever. I still haven't seen Mank. I feel That's like That's great. It's <laughs> I know you rave about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. Zodiac, social network, seven. Great, all great, but Mank. That's, that's top tier. Uh, it's probably not even my favorite picture <laughs> movie, but anyway. Just become one of those. Um, yeah. he produces the whole show, but he actually directed an episode. So I checked that out. It was pretty good. Oh, wow. Which cool. episode was it? Bad traveling. It's uh, set on a ship and there's like a big oh, crab. That, that was a talk. cool one. That was a cool one. I like that one. Yeah. So that was, yeah. it's just like basically a straight, uh, horror animated short. It's like 20 minutes long and it's yeah. just directed by David Fincher. So, okay. um, yeah, it makes you think maybe he wants to make more animated horror movies. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he should. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else you've seen uh, re- of recent? Um, I think uh, this is not that recent, but uh, last month I binge, <laughs> binge watched Dragon Ball for the first time. So okay, for, for the anime heads, never seen it. You haven't? Or you asked me if I? No, I've never seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you watch? Do you watch anime? A little bit, not not as uh, definitely the least of anyone in this house. <laughs> so oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Right now. There's a, there's a clear number one there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, out of the animes that you've seen, can you think of one in particular that you, you enjoyed? Um, there's this one, there's this kid named Ash and he doesn't have a dad, but he has a Pikachu or something. I haven't heard of that. One. No, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I want to say it's Pokemon maybe. Was- uh, I don't think you're pronouncing it right. Oh, it's Pokimane or something. Yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, something like Aside that. Aside from yeah. that, not, not, not really. Yeah, more just like movies more than like any series. I oh yeah. Well, there's a yeah, there's a ton of those to choose from. Yeah, because we we did uh, Akira, right? Mm-hmm. On, yeah. Um. Yeah, Dragon Ball. I I mean I I I think I had seen a real a reel or something on Instagram of um a clip where um uh Goku's who's like a kid. And this goes to like some witch or, or something like that. Um, and she knows that he has these dragon balls and, um, she's like, I know you have, you're hiding two dragon balls in your pants or something like that. And then the joke is he drops his pants yeah. and he's like, Oh, you're talking about my balls. Um, I just thought it was funny and the whole, not the whole show's like that, but there's that kind of like dirty humor in it that I, oh, that's I great. thought was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just fun. It's not, it doesn't take itself like too seriously. I think dragon balls, he's a little bit more hardcore, but, um, but yeah, it was a fun watch. I don't know that I knew there was a difference, but that's now you know. good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I know. I'm sure we have a lot of fans who were, who were very much steeped in that. I, I apologize. You know, no shots. I just haven't ever gone around to it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It seems like there's a lot of, uh, I think just me, stuff in that. Realm. I think that's kind of, it's like intimidating because the con the amount of content, it's just like, where do you even begin? Yeah, absolutely. So. That's, that's totally what it is. Yeah. That's why like movies are easier because like, okay, I can just take this one movie yeah, and then watch exactly. it and two hours later I'm done. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, any show in general, it's like it's so yeah. hard to to get I don't know involved with. Yeah, I just saw the new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City. Oh, I wanted to see that. Was it good? Really good. Okay. Um, it's been annoying because I listen to a. This will shock you, but I listen to a lot of podcasts about movies. What? <laughs> and um, in the places where most podcasters live, that movie came out a week ago, but it only just came out this weekend around us. Um, so I finally went to see it after avoiding most podcasts this whole week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, real good. Nice. Loved, I, I think I loved it. I literally like earlier today saw it, so I'm still sort of processing it. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot going on with... Uh, what it may or may not be about and what, you know, Wes Anderson's trying to say with it or whatever. But I don't know. I guess I'm just in the tank for him because I also love French Dispatch and a lot of people did not. So I don't know. <laughs> I was that one like longer than his other films. Um, I don't remember the runtime, but it was in like it had a frame story and then like three separate okay. stories in it. So it may have just felt longer. Maybe that's it. Because <laughs> it probably I, was also longer. Yeah, it could have been. I because I, I love Wes Ander, uh, Anderson films, and I remember kind of having a hard time finishing that one. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but yeah. um, I feel like it, it wasn't as like I don't know flow as as quickly maybe as yeah. some of his other films. I think the um, the f- the third story they tell, which is Jeffrey Wright, he was telling the story about the chef. Um, it's oh, there's okay. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's probably the best one. So at least it sort of like gets better as it goes. But I think the middle one with Timothy Chalamet. And like the student rebellion thing. Oh is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would people like that one. That one kind of drags a little bit. I think, I, I think that's kind of where I get. Yeah, I caught up a little. So bit. that's tough because you're like already an hour in at that point. Like, oh, kind of want to nap. A yeah, bit, yeah. Whatever. I like it all. It's all fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check out the the new film. Yeah, so good. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't listen to those podcasts because there was some stuff I didn't know about it going in. Uh, so obviously I'll preserve that for anyone listening and just leave it at I liked it a lot. Okay. Is um, it one of those films better to like there's a not that you have to say specifically, but a twist or better not to know anything about it? No in. twists, just sort of the way the story's presented, I was surprised about. And it's not it's not like a huge deal or anything. It just um sort of changes the perspective i guess of what it was going to be based on just you know the teasers and trailers and stuff oh okay and i guess to your point about length i rewatched rushmore this week to get ready um just like to get in the right headspace of like oh it's a it's a new wes anderson movie starring jason schwartzman um and rushmore 90 minutes in and out so (laughs) okay (laughs) was a quick one was that his first one uh, that's his second movie after Bottle uh, Rocket. After Bottle Rocket. Okay, Bottle Rocket was first. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about what we're going to talk about, which is, um, I guess, like Rushmore, another high school movie. Yeah. Uh, ECA. It's our last of teen adaptations based on classic literature. Um, we did. Can I even do it in order? I don't know. Ten things I hate about you. Clueless. She's the man. And now EZA, our second Amanda Bynes movie in a row. Shout out, Amanda. Shout out, Amanda. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, same to date, her last film performance. But, I mean, we talked about her a lot last week. Not that she isn't great in this movie. I think she's really good in this movie. Um, but all that to say, uh, this is an Emma Stone podcast today, I think. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and and, to, and Penn Badgley to an extent, I suppose. But anyway... Um, Which one's Penn Pen Badgley? The guy that she ends up with at the end, Todd. Oh, Todd, yeah. Woodchuck Todd. He's great, too. I like that. Yeah. He's he's in You, the show You. Oh, he's the dude? Yeah, he's he's uh, the... I haven't seen it. He's either You or 
he's the one saying you. I don't know what the perspective is from that title. But. I watched a couple episodes of it, but I couldn't. I, I couldn't get into it or something. I can't remember what happened with it, but yeah, interesting. he's like a stalker or a murderer or something. Really but but then he's like a good guy by way. season three or something. I don't remember. Wait a spoiler. Never seen it. I literally have never seen it. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to watch it. Or either that or just like people who talk about it on the internet got okay with whatever crimes he was doing. Okay. Or he was the victim of crimes. I really know nothing about the show. Um, Just that people like it and that's maybe the main pull for him. Okay. A lot of preamble just to say, um, I've seen this movie a bunch of times before and you not sure that you had. I, I realized I'd never seen it. Great. Actually, the only scene that I, I had seen, and I'm not even sure if it was like a commercial for it or if it was I'd caught it on TV or something when she's um she opens up the car and she's singing the pocket full of sunshine. <laughs> that, that stuck with me because I, I just thought that was so funny. It is really funny. Because everyone's like had that experience of you, whatever, you hear some song and you kind of write it off. Yeah, yeah and then you're the like, song I've yeah, ever heard. it's fucking terrible. Yeah. And then you hear it again. You're like, yeah, it still sucks. But like, and then you start singing it <laughs> yeah. and then you're in, in the shower singing it. Yeah. And then it's, it's your new, ringtone. It's your new favorite jam. It's <laughs> yeah. your ringtone on your Nokia phone or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Nokia's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> flip phones for sure. Flip phones. Some kind absolutely. of flip phones. What would have been the... 2010, you're a little bit past sidekicks, I think. Okay. <laughs> they had like the chocolates or something. Was that, something was that a thing? Uh, it might be even be a little past. Do you, do you remember? Razors and stuff were such razor, a big deal. I think that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Do you remember your 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 phone progression? Did you start at a young age with, with cell phones? Yeah, I never had one of the cool ones. That's that's for sure. Cool ones as in what? Like a Blackberry or something? Um, sidekicks? Yes. Okay. Blackberry sidekicks. Uh Motorola razors when yep, those got okay. those got to yeah be those, a big those thing. are hot those are hot those back hot. in the day, um, and then uh, galaxies for a while, and now now uh, an iPhone. We're all iPhone people now. It's they're taking over. I I mean I held it long as long as I could with <laughs> Galaxy, but uh, you know I still got a lot of love for Android. I run almost exclusively Google apps for like okay. my stuff on the iPhone. Turns out it runs the Google apps really well too. So well, there you go. That's, that's why they get everybody. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It, it does their thing better than they do their thing. Yeah, so. Just kind of, just a little bit. Yeah. I like the camera. I like how it isn't bad. Um, yeah. It just kind of works better. I don't yeah. know. At least for now. I know that that uh, planned obsolescence is coming probably within the next year or so. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it while it's. Relatively new. I absolutely will. Um, do you want to give us an attempt at a one-minute plot summary? I've never done it before, but I'm going to... Really? I, yeah. Wow. Give it a shot. Yeah. You were on the first episode of this entire I'm, show. I'm, ter- I'm Honestly, I'm kind of terrified of doing it, but I'm oh going to okay. give it a shot. Well, feel this, free to bail it I feel like this, this movie, as compared to other ones I've been on, is easier to do a one-minute one Yeah, summary, so. you can keep it like extremely simple into like 15 seconds if you need to. Nah, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be okay. All right. right. Start whenever you're ready. I got an eye on the clock. Okay. Um, So we start out with Olive, who is a high school student, um, kind of, you know, flies under the radar. She ends up telling her best friend um, that she slept with some guy in community college, uh, gets blown way out of proportion. Um, She ends up telling, you know, the word gets around school. Um, Eventually she has uh, one of her, I think it was her friend, um, a gay friend approach her and ask her if she would make up a story or pretend to sleep with him um, in order to make people think he's not gay. So she does. Um, then he tells people what had 
you know, happened, the truth about it. Um, a lot of other guys that are kind of whatever nerdy or want to get some cred ask her to pretend, you know, make up stories or ask if it would be okay for her to, um, for them to say that they did. Um, so she ends up like pimping out her reputation for gift cards pretty much. Um, things kind of blow up at the end when she gets involved with one of the guys, um, makes up a story, said he was sleeping with her cause he got chlamydia. He was actually sleeping with one of the guidance counselors. Uh, things kind of fall apart. She kind of dishes the whole idea and she ends up with her, um, uh, childhood crush at the end. Yeah. That's pretty much easy a for you. Yeah. Uh, came out, had pretty positive reviews, but unanimously all agreed that Emma Stone's really good in it. Yeah. She was awesome. Um, yeah, I think from for some reason we keep coming back to Roger Ebert this month because he's given bad reviews to a few of the movies we've done recently. But this one he gave three and a half out of four and said that Emma Stone, if she isn't already, is going to be a very big star very soon. It's a good prediction. Yeah, he he was right on with that. So is is this be this is after Superbad, right? Yes, Superbad's her first feature. Okay, uh, two thousand seven. Okay. And then she has a couple things. I don't know why I'm guessing. I actually have the filmography in front of me. Um, Superbad, 2007. 08 is smaller roles in The Rocker and The House Bunny. 09 is a fairly small role in Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, Paperman, and then obviously in Zombieland. And then uh, she does, I think, a voice in Marmaduke in 2010 and then Easy A after that. Oh, wow. Okay. And then she's just kind of making adult movies from there. Crazy Stupid Love and The Helper the next year and... Then she gets Spider-Man after that. The rest is history. Oh, wow. <laughs> is she doing doing anything like currently? Oh or god, like, yeah. Like very recently. Okay. I'm uh sorry, that was that was over the uh so 2021's her last like movie that I think uh people really you know that she's like starring in was a big deal, the Cruella movie. Um Oh yeah. I didn't see I haven't seen like any of these movies. That's why I was I was in my head like, damn, she she just kind of fell off the face of the earth. But no, I just yeah. haven't been watching the things that she's been in. <laughs> Her villain origin story in Cruella, as many people have made you know many jokes about, or that Dalmatians po- push her mom off a cliff. <laughs> um, there, there's some nuance to it, and and it makes her like a good person who actually like it's just a rumor that she's trying to make coats out of dogs. That's oh, not actually okay. what she's she she's misunderstood. She's misunderstood. <laughs> like pretty sure at 101 Dalmatians, she's very explicitly trying oh, to kill yeah. those dogs for coats. But I guess it was just a funny joke, an inside joke that she had with the parents of the dogs who also appear in Cruella because it's a prequel. Hmm. Um, then okay, the real thing though that produced that big reaction of like, oh yeah, she's got stuff going on. Uh, her next two movies, unless something pops up in between are Poor Things and And, uh, that's the name of the movie, uh, Poor Things and And, both are Yorgos Lanthimos movies. Uh, the last time they worked together was on The Favorite, which was big and weird. He also did uh, The Lobster, Killing a Sacred Deer. Oh, um, okay. I didn't see Killing a Sacred Deer. I did see The Lobster though. Yes. And then... Um, so the favorite was the last time they worked together, Emma Stone and Yorgos Lanthimos. She got a nomination for best supporting actress in it, or it might have been lead actress. I forget. Um, was that a good movie? That movie rocks. Oh, I should <laughs> see that then, because uh, I would love to see her in a more like avant-garde kind of like. Yeah, that movie's that movie's very strange. Okay. Um, that movie, as Greg and Ray would want me to mention, did win that year's award for weirdest scene at the Oscars party. 
Um, there's a scene where there's a naked man getting uh, vegetables thrown at him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in slow motion. Um, <laughs> Sounds pretty weird. Anyway, the movie rocks. Uh, Poor Things is coming out sometime this year. I forget specifically when, but it did just have a trailer come out. So you can check out the Poor Things trailer. It's coming out this year, uh, 2023. I don't remember specifically when. Oh, cool. When yeah. it does, remind me. I absolutely will. Cool. Yeah, that'll be a good one for sure. Uh, the last movie we saw together was Bo is Afraid. So yeah. it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be more mainstream than that, I think. I don't think it gets more <laughs> not mainstream than Bo is Afraid. I think this might test that. Test the waters but a little bit. We'll see. Um, that was uh, that was a time. Yeah, was, we we never debriefed on the podcast about that. Did you, no, did you like Bo's Afraid? I I experienced Bo's Afraid. <laughs> I don't I don't know it that I really went long. back and like really went back and processed it. I I did have um um a friend that I had seen The Lighthouse with, oh, and okay. he wasn't he wasn't a, a big fan of that. But um um not that they're really like super comparable, but you know what I mean. Anyways, he saw it and he's like, yeah, I 15 minutes in and I turned it off. I was like, that's fair. I, I get that. Oh, man. I get that. But it was, I'm glad I finished it. Yeah. Did you um, have to read Scarlet Letter in high school? I was trying to think um, back and I don't think that was one that we we read. I specifically remember The Crucible. Yeah. <laughs> as kind of like the main one. I don't think we had to read that. At least I, I didn't in my class. Was that one that you did? No, I didn't have to either, but I know other classes in our school definitely did. Okay. Yeah. That's like um, a staple, right? For, for sure. School. Yes. That's a big high school staple. Um, and, and I haven't read it since, but I think I got the main points for this yeah, conversation. Yeah, she explained it. Yeah. She explains it. Yeah. One thing that I forgot, like right when the movie starts is that it is framed as, um, sort of her recounting the story in vlogs. Mm -hmm. And I like that they even go through the trouble of making it like low quality video when she's vlogging. Yeah. I I also thought that was a really (laughs) kind of cool way to structure it. And, um, yeah, I, I also appreciated that. I was thinking, I don't know. I mean, obviously people were vlogging in 2010, but I don't know what platform they would be using then. Um, my, MySpace. Could you do video on MySpace? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she's in a vlog and she's, right at the beginning, basically saying like, I was nobody. And then this, this bad stuff happened. And this is how I went from, you know, having no real profile in school to being, you know, have being infamous basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she, you know, tells you the story. That's, uh, I keep saying, you know, (laughs) it was filmed entirely in Ojai, California. I don't know why that's important, but they're pretty proud of it. It's prominently in the credits. Well, well that was actually the the name of the school, right? Yeah. That they had. Oh, hi. So that's pretty cool. That um, they actually kept the, the name. Everything is locations. There's no sets. It's just that when they're in a house, they're in an actual house. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, fun fact. <laughs> is it their actual lobster shack that they filmed at? There must be an actual lobster <laughs> shack. Yeah. Um, Thomas Hayden Church is in this a lot at the beginning and then concentrated sort of towards the end, too. From Sideways, he was Sandman in the in the uh, third Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. Who who is he in this film? He's the, uh, the English teacher. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. What else would I know him from? Because I've definitely seen him before. So he was in a few seconds of Spider Man No Way Home. I don't think I saw that one. I haven't um, seen a lot of the okay new Spider Man films. Yeah, he's he's in a bunch of stuff. 
It's like one of those um, guys. Yeah, I guess Sideways is the thing that actually like got nominated for Oscars, but yeah, he's around. Seen that either. He's got a very specific look. Yeah, he does. Like and and way of talking. And yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I like that he, uh, I mean, not at the beginning, but I like that he starts rapping a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he's like, like all the bad movies do rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that is a thing that happens in 10 Things I Hate About You from earlier this month. Oh, okay. Um, which is a good transition into this movie is very much constantly referencing other high school teen movies of its ilk. Mostly 80s movies, mostly John Hughes movies like Ferris Bueller, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. Um, and uh, not that that's a problem, obviously, but it's just like very explicitly. I think at one point Emma Stone says like she wishes her life was an 80s movie. Yes. And then they showed the clips from those movies that you were talking about, Breakfast yeah. Club and 16 Candles. And yeah. And I feel like it's not, that's not really the sentiment that, I mean, maybe it is, but you can tell it's like a guy in his 40s writing that dialogue yeah that's true <laughs> who like grew up in the 80s and loved the 80s or something maybe that's why i just wanted to sneak that in yeah he just wanted to sneak that in um the director will gluck is an avowed fan of all those movies and tried to pack in as many references and easter eggs as he could um she's does like the ferris bueller shower mohawk thing pretty early in the movie oh okay I don't think I've actually ever seen Ferris Bueller in its entirety. Oh, cool. Well, don't watch it until I ask you to do for the podcast. Yeah, sure. We probably have a lot of friends who haven't seen it. I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty, pretty classic one that most people have seen. I watched it a lot growing up because my dad loves it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's one of those movies that like your parents love kind of thing. Probably. Yeah, I think my dad actually likes that movie a lot. There you go. Um, Right off the bat, I feel like I don't understand how Olive and Rhiannon her best friend. I was, all, friends. I was also going to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Not, like, yeah. not even a little bit. And this is like opening scene of the movie. So this is kind of starting at the beginning, but yeah, I don't know how they, they don't seem to mesh well. Not, no, not at all. And most of the movie, they are not friendly to each other. But. No. I, and she even makes a comment like pretty early on when they're in the bathroom and she's like, tell me, uh, you, you got to tell me bitch. And she's like, you call me bitch a lot. And I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's actually a comment I was going to make. Like, it's like every, Yes. Every way she's interacting, whether she's calling her bitch or slut or whore or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe that's the point. Like they wanted to make this character so unlikable that it's like, I don't know. Well, mission accomplished. Yeah, they did it. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I guess it, it's one of those things that I think this movie does pretty well, which is sort of showing the school ecosystem that everyone knows each other, even if they're not friends, Mm -hmm. they all like know who each other are, which I feel like these movies don't always do a great job of showing like, Oh, you can talk to that person or, um, there's someone you were friends with in second grade. So you can like still talk to them if you need to. Yeah. There's still that kind of relationship. Yeah. Which I feel like is pretty realistic. Um, and maybe her and Rhiannon are just been, were friends in like middle school, and they've grown in different directions, but they're just like still friends because yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. Especially like Olive's character. She doesn't seem like one to like be really socially active, at least not at first. So maybe she just kind of like clung on to her because she was like, yeah. you know, comfortable with it. Um, and she doesn't really have any other friends. Besides seemingly, her. seemingly not. Yeah. It seems like it's, it's very obvious early on that Todd, like probably still has a crush on her or whatever, but they seemingly haven't hung out for like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, she's like shocked that he knows where she lives, even though they used to carpool together. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that wasn't that long ago. No, it really was in the same town. So they all look like they're in their twenties, but the characters aren't. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Um, they're all like mid school year. I don't even think it gets to the end of a school year in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to just be spring the whole time. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So, um, I think Rhiannon is correct that there's no sexy Georges though. I can't think of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Washington, I guess to an extent. George Clooney. Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the only one. You think Washington falls in that category? (laughs) He had, he had that great wig or whatever. No, I don't think (laughs) those wooden teeth though. Yeah. Oh, let's let's kill. If that's your thing, that's who you got to go to for it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Those would have killed for him. Fucking Slade. (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess Clooney may be the exception that proves the rule because, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a George and you're being compared to George Clooney, then you're just shit oh, out of luck. Done. You're fucking done. I kept thinking George Costanza, but that's not a good George. Not in that, like, that sense. Yeah, no, I guess she's right. Yeah, she's right. She gets the card from her, I guess, grandma or something. I don't know where she got that card. With $5 in it for her birthday, maybe? That, like that, yeah. And it's one of those sound cards that has the song on it, and that's the Pocket Full of Sunshine sequence that we just talked about. Mm. Um, Rhiannon pressures her into talking about some stuff that happened with George. She had made up that she has to go hang out with her community college boyfriend, and that's why she can't go camping. With her nudist family. Yeah, with her super crunchy nudist family. Yeah, they're just eating, like, patchouli burgers or whatever. Yeah. Smoking weed and stuff. Which, you know, it's a vibe. Yeah. No doubt. It's California. It's California. Um, I also don't see how Rhiannon, like, would get on with her parents either, because they seem pretty chill, but whatever. Um, (laughs) She's adopted. She's she's an enigma. Yeah. She's pressuring Olive to talk about what happened over the weekend. And uh, just to basically get her to shut up, she's like, she's like, yeah, fine, we had sex, whatever. Uh, even though they obviously didn't because George doesn't exist. He's not real. Um, the hyper-Christian Amanda Bynes overhears from a nearby bathroom stall and begins spreading rumors. Amanda Bynes is really good in this. Yeah, I liked to. I liked, because I had seen it um, earlier this week and then I had watched it again today. Oh, and... Nice. I think I had more of an appreciation for her performance the second time around, but I I couldn't get out of Emmett. I feel like she, at the time, I don't know if she was going through, you know, whatever mental health issues and stuff like that, but she just kind of had like this, like not in all the scenes, but in certain scenes, like this kind of like dead face to me, like a deadpan kind of face. But I I haven't seen her act in like anything else really besides like the Amanda show. So I don't know if that was just the character or her delivery or what it was. Yeah. Um, it's just a few short years after she's the man, which is the w- movie we did last week and she's pretty different performances. But I don't know. I think she might, maybe she's just playing, um, like, uh, extremist Christian. Maybe, person. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's, that that's like, it. she's like there and they're going to be dead face. So that's yeah, the performance. That was just like the character or whatever. But like I said, I, I did appreciate it more the second time around. And yeah, I mean, yeah. she did a good, did a good job. I also thought it was interesting that, um, her kind of being like the antagonist or whatever in this film, it wasn't the like go-to like most popular girl in, sc- girl in school, no. which is, I feel like the typical trope, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a spin on it. Yeah. You don't, there's not a lot of like religious tension in these movies. No, typically. no, not really. 
think it's not even um, really mentioned. Yeah, and it's not that there. It's not like a serious point that it's bringing up here. It's basically just to, you know, facilitate the drama that happens and the comparisons with Scarlet uh, Scarlet Letter. Stuff, yeah. But uh, it's definitely a unique thing to this movie. So then she's doing back, back cut to I guess present day. And the rest of the movie is a flashback. So cut to present day when she's doing her vlog and she explains Scarlet Letter. I like that they use um, clips from the old version of Scarlet Letter and they make fun of the Demi Moore version of Scarlet Letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she gets in trouble because she uses poor language. Twat. Yes, that word. She has to spell it out in her P's later on mm-hmm. to her parents. Um, and her parents are Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson. Uh, this is her first time talking about Stanley Tucci. Not his biggest role. But Don't know who he is. Uh, so he plays the dad in this. He's in, I guess, the main pull people our generation, maybe Devil Wars Prada. I think he's in one of the Transformers movies. Okay. I liked him. I liked him in this role. Oh, it, was, it was funny. Yeah. I like, uh, I feel like it can be pretty cloying when you're casting like cool parents. Mm-hmm. Um, or like aloof parents or like atypical non, uh, a couple of the movies we've done this month or have like the stereotype hard ass dad, like get my daughter back by this time. I've got a gun. No one will miss you at that stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and so then, then they're just very aloof. Her parents. Yeah. Uh, not aloof's the wrong word. They, they obviously care about her a lot, but they're not, um, very strict. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they actually did a pretty, I guess they they more erred on the side of like them being more her friends than than parental figures, but at the same time yes. they, yeah. you know, I thought I thought they they had that side of them too. They they clearly trust her a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, she actually talks to Penn Badgley, Todd. He's in the woodchuck costume. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's just in like mascot costumes the whole thing. He's, he's doing popping he, up. He's doing so much all the time. He's busy. He's he busy stays leader. busy. He's hustling. He's getting. I mean. He also has uh, after school jobs as yeah. well as mascot duties. So he's he's out there. He's going to wedding rehearsals and he's got a lot going on. Yep. He's a busy man. <laughs> um, then this is where later that day there's the rumor circulating about like a big fight that she got in that didn't happen. She talks about in the voiceover, she's worried about the way rumors are circulating at the school or or actually she doesn't even say rumors. Um, she says to Rhiannon, she's, uh, worried about the way information circulates at the school, which is like, ah, yes. Now we're all worried about the way information mm-hmm. circulates in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, then the Brandon stuff happens. The movie's basically structured like there was that intro bit. Then there's like a sequence with Brandon and then there's just like a bunch of dudes and then there's kind of the end or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but anyway, Brandon, he's, uh, getting bullied for being gay um, the headmaster or principal, I forget which it is in this version of high school, uh, played by Malcolm McDowell for yeah, some what reason. The hell? There, there was, I noted that too. There's so many like random yeah. cameos and people. I was like, what do you do in this movie? Yeah. I mean, he's great, but yeah, he's great. Malcolm McDowell has like one or two scenes where he has dialogue, but, yeah. but he's there. Um, Lisa Kudrow, Fred Armisen too. Fred Armisen's Mar- Miranda from Lizzie McGuire's in their first scene. Yeah. Um, Lisa Kudrow has a, a strange arc because she doesn't come in until like halfway through the movie and 10 minutes after it comes, she comes in, it's revealed that she's been like sleeping with a student. Yeah. Like, Oh, we, weird character. Yeah. yeah really we, weird weird. pop in from Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Really weird. 
Oh, well. Um, I'm sure she did. She's good, though. Yeah, she's doing great, too. Um, anyway, so uh, all the Brandon stuff happens. They they make a deal. There's always deals in these movies, as we've said in every episode. Mm-hmm. She's going to let people think that they slept together. Um, and to do so, they pick a very public place, someone's party. And, uh, yeah. That's a great scene, by the way. Great yeah, scene where they're jumping scene. on the bed and, like, yeah. making noises and... Like he, like he has no idea how he's, how he's not good at faking this at all. Yeah. But to the point where like you've like, he's never seen anything or yeah. Like he literally had no idea, which is the the joke of it, I guess. But and is seemingly terrified. Yeah. Uh, I like the grand finale is that she punches him in the balls. Really hard. <laughs> oh. Which works. Then people think he's yeah. a cool straight guy. Yeah, he, he almost messes it up, though. He makes a comment about not being able to walk right. Yeah. And then he just goes, I'm drunk, bitches. And they're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. In this school, you just, you just call people a bitch and you're really cool. Yeah, and you're cool as hell. That's Ojai, <laughs> California or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, she runs into Todd afterwards and is like, oh, I should go. And Todd's like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they haven't hung out for a while, but it's like very clear still that like, there's chemistry there. There's chemistry there. And it's like, oh, she doesn't really have friends. So she should maybe at least talk to Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Just for someone to hang out with because yeah. like Rhiannon kind of sucks and she doesn't seem to have other friends. Just her parents. Just her parents. Maybe that's why. Because she doesn't need other friends. Oh, yeah. Parents. They fill the void. Um, there's a, I guess a somewhat famous line she uses here that Judy Bloom should have prepared me for that when she, Oh, yep. I remember was talking about the kind of repercussions of people thinking that she's a slut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then she has a fight with Rhiannon, which sets off a montage of her buying all the lingerie. And, um, then it's the, I guess the poster, image or what you know the image that people use when they're using you know it's an article about this movie and then the header image is um this outfit that she makes with or with the, the, with the, the corset and the yeah the, the corset yeah. with the a on it she switches exclusively to corsets with a's on for the rest pretty <laughs> so. much yeah which you know i guess it's uh california they're sort of liberal but it's California, baby. Feels like where, they should. Where would you want? Like you gotta put like a sweater over. There. Yeah, I feel like they they would have yeah, at least some, in our, something in our to school. say. Yeah, uh, and people are immediately like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her dad, her dad's concerned. The the teacher pulls her aside at one point too. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's very it's very Cruella. The whole sequence where she's like making clothes. That <laughs> mm. <laughs> not shocking happens a lot in Cruella too. Oh yeah, she's a fashion designer, so. That's where she got her start. Um, seeing seeing this, Amanda Bynes sets her uh, sect, I guess, of uh, hyper Christians to uh, start like protesting her. I guess. Anyway, then the Evan, the kind of sloppy guy, wants her to help, and then that sets off kind of a montage of her helping all these other people. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. She's um, getting a lot of gift cards. Yeah. Some Bed Bath and Beyond coupons. <laughs> yeah, she 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 accepts the proposal from Evan even, and but she just kind of burned him a little bit. She's like, you know, if you were actually just like nice and asked me out, I might have like said yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you want to go out? He's like, not now. <laughs> Too late for you, Evan. You fucked it up, Evan. This is the vlog where she says she wants her movie, her life to be like eighties movies, but John Hughes did not direct my life. There's a bit where Thomas Hayden Church calls her into his office. He makes some like kind of cheap jokes about Facebook. And this is where Lisa Kudrow is finally introduced. 
It's a terrible, terrible guidance counselor. She's not very good. <laughs> She's awful. She's yeah. so bad. Olive, she then goes to see, Olive goes to see her as a guidance counselor. And um, she's she's not really listening to her. No, she basically says like, I've heard rumors about you. I know you're fucking a bunch of people. Here's condoms. Get out of my office. <laughs> then after seeing the guidance counselor for, she's briefly friends with Amanda Bynes for like an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. What even <laughs> sparks that? Um, I can't, I can't remember. Micah, what. the like very old has been held back four times. Boyfriend oh, of Amanda oh, Bynes right, right. is like the next one to go into the guidance counselor's office. Yep. And, um, they're kind of like exchanging verbal barbs, Amanda Bynes and Olive are. I was just saying, I forget Marianne, I think is the character's name that Amanda Bynes is playing. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. Instead of saying her full name every time. So Marianne and Olive exchange the verbal bars, but then she's like, Micah's parents are getting divorced. Oh, that's right. Okay. And she Olive like tries her. to comfort her. Yeah, yeah that's so. right. Okay. Um, and then their best friend, or at least for Marianne an afternoon. Thinks that they're best friends. Yeah. Yeah. That, that didn't last very long. No, because then Micah ends up at the hospital. <laughs> And he has chlamydia. I love the doctor just walks in with his mom right there. Just like, well, it's chlamydia. Like I knew. <laughs> and then the mom's instantly like, who are you fucking? Yeah. And of course he says Olive. Yes. He, he goes with the easy lie. You see him on the phone talking about this with someone. It's revealed to be Lisa Kudrow, the guidance counselor who was just introduced 10 minutes earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? There's like a protest with, uh, you know, signs outside the school and also Quiznos product placement. I, I love that. It's such a short, a short little scene with, yeah, it's just a guy dressed up in a Quiznos thing. Yeah. And she's like, get out of here, Quiznos guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, all right, whatever slut or bitch or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, looking for, uh, I guess some answers. She tries to read the Bible, which isn't in the religious section. It's in the bestseller section next to twilight. That's right. Um, then she goes to confession. No one's in the confession booth. So she goes to a different church to talk to, she doesn't know, priest, pastor, reverend, whatever the term is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and turns out to be Fred Armisen. Great little great little cameo. Yep. Um, who does not want to argue about the existence of hell. No. <laughs> it's real, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, just so we're clear. Uh, just below our feet. <laughs> <laughs> right near the equator or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, who's also Marianne's dad, by the way. Who's also Marianne's dad. Why she gets freaked out and leaves so abruptly. Yep. And then um, there's they watch the bucket list. Stanley Tucci says, "Remind me to cross watch the bucket list off of our bucket list." Another nice little joke. Good joke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like it. More vlogging. She shows more clips from the old movie. Uh, you see her eating. I think like a carrot. Sadly, in the cafeteria, and mentions that she's never actually even been asked out on a date, mm-hmm. which leads directly into the kind of jockey dude asking her out on a date. Who also, I guess he's in earlier scenes too. He is that like the party maybe? Or? I think at one scene I saw him with her, her former friend or best friend. Yes. So I, I don't know if they had like a relationship going on or something. Or maybe yeah. maybe he was just standing there when he was talking to her or something like that. Yeah. But Rhiannon does have a crush on him at least. That's or what it is. Some yeah. kind of history with him. Something. That she doesn't want Rhiannon to see them when they're at the crab shack. Lobster shack? Lobster shack. <laughs> the lobster shack. Uh, he asks her out. They go to the lobster shack. It's awkward. She's talking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, should mention, because we're not doing a lot of analysis. We're just kind of going through the plot. But uh, Emma Stone, like here too, is just, there's just like a gravity to her in this movie that's different from other 
younger actors mm. um, where it's just like, I guess that star quality or whatever. And so when she's doing a kind of like, I know almost Diane Keaton esque talky thing, awkward chatter in the uh, lobster shack, you're just like, Oh yeah, that's um, it's hard to be like that naturally kind of charming. Mm. Um, and she's obviously pretty young when this movie's made, but already has that thing. Yeah. She really, I mean, I feel like any, I'm sure there's other people you could put in that role, but her in particular at that time, yeah, just something about her. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's why everyone in our generation was into redheads for at least a little while. Credit. Yeah. Credit to Emma Stone. (laughs) Super bad, especially. And then this a few years later, Mm -hmm. just locked his own in. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, but it doesn't go that well. The the guy's kind of dumb. And then they don't even really talk that much because she wants to leave immediately when it turns out Rhiannon's there too, because she doesn't want to be seen by her with them because she knows how they feel about each other because she's, I guess, pretty considerate. But, I mean, she did agree to go on the date in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. Um, He very aggressively tries to hit on her and give her, like, money in the parking lot, which is not what she thought was happening. She thought it was a real date, but it wasn't. Yeah, so she's pretty disappointed about that. He's just sort of an asshole, so he drives off. Um, Todd also works at this place and leads the birthday singing. <laughs> this dude's fucking everywhere. He's everywhere. They're going to call him Lobster Todd now. Um, <laughs> so he's of course also there and offers to drive her home. Like we said before, he remembers where she lives cause they used to carpool. She's shocked by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is the kind of the first time that they've actually had a conversation in the movie. Yeah. It's usually just like a couple of quick, like quips back and forth and then, Yeah. But they both are like, yes, we are into each other. But uh, Olive's just too much of a mess right now. So doesn't want to like act on that until she sorts her stuff out. He's got to wait. He's got to wait. And I mean, also like he was like, you know, not saying he was like taking advantage of the situation, but she was like kind of a mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Be cool, dude. Yeah. Which he was. He was cool about it. Yeah. Be like, I don't kiss you now. She's like, I mean, not right now, dude. Jesus. (laughs) Been through a lot. That sets off her trying to set the record straight, but no one wants to help her. Um, there's a joke earlier in the movie about how uh, all the, some of like all the books they read are about people like running off together or whatever. And, oh, and, Huckleberry Finn. But like, but yeah, but I've never heard of any white guy running off with like a big black dude. So yep. I guess Huck Finn wasn't there. Turns out Brandon did run off with a quote unquote hulking black guy. <laughs> yep. um, so she says apologies to Mark Twain. Yep. Who Which is the, funny. Who at the end are watching uh, Huckleberry Finn. Yep. Like a DVD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I should mention this movie originally written as an R rated movie that had like, I think what? they said 47 F-bombs in it. Um, and some of that edge and raunch is still present in the movie, but they definitely brought it way down. Toned it down a bit. Um, Made it R, really. Yeah. That was the original version. They they clearly took all those f bombs out because that's oh oh I see okay okay yeah um, they rewrote a lot of the parts but I guess there are many scenes that they filmed twice one the version that actually is the movie and another version that is would have been the R rated version that had oh, I think okay. primarily same story with just you know 
uh, more swears, more cursing, <laughs> really more that, cursing. That's I guess. what gets you the the additional rating. More swears and probably more explicit discussions about you know sex and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I thought overall they they kept it like fairly low key with with all that kind of stuff. There wasn't any like nudity or anything like that either. Not really. Yeah. No. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I, I doubt there would have been any nudity anyway. But I think it's mostly like dialogue that they must have toned down for mm-hmm. the most part. Cause I think the story pretty much stays the same. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's a different cut out there, just that they did those two scenes. I think they only ever edited the, this version together. Uh, right. Um, so like I said, no one wants to help her. She goes to Evan at the ice cream place. Um, she even goes to Lisa Cadreau, who's an adult who was like, no, you made your decision and it's over now. And she ends up consoling her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a wild relationship. Yeah, she's like, you made a bad decision to help me. Yeah. Um, and you have to live with that bad decision. This is on you. <laughs> right. What yeah. I'm doing is legal. I checked. <laughs> yes. Uh, in a fury, Olive runs into Thomas Hayden Church's... Uh, I le- most of the characters I can actually remember their names, not just their actors' names. I don't remember. Mr. Something. It was Mr. Something, yeah. Mr. Keaton. Some of the K. That sounds really Mr. Keaton. Mr. Keaton, sure. Keegan, Keaton. Keaton, Keaton. maybe? Keaton. Some, Mr. K. Mr. Oh, Mr. K. K. Special K. Mr. Uh, Special K. She runs into Mr. Special K's office and uh, just tells him stuff and then like seemingly immediately regrets it um, and uh, leaves. Yeah, just kind of drops the literally the whole bomb of yeah, your wife is sleeping with a student who said he was sleeping with me, but I'm not sleeping with him. And there you go. And she also, leaves. she must have chlamydia. And yeah, and she has chlamydia too. Yeah, I was pretty sad about it. She feels pretty bad about uh, how everything's gone. There's a scene here where she's sitting on the hood of a car, overlooking the valley, talking to Patricia Clarkson, her mom. Uh, and her mom's talking about like, I was actually like a mega slut back in the day. Mm -hmm. She could do that thing where she puts her legs behind her. Yes. Um, (laughs) and, uh, Emma Stone's like trying to eat her scarf to, uh, to die. (laughs) That's right. So I think we, we all know how parents make us feel. Oh yeah. Um, and it's like a kind of funny scene because of that's that dynamic, but it's also kind of touching and you know, she's talking to her doing like good mom stuff. Yeah. Supportive stuff. And um, I just want to call out this scene because the song Transatlanticism by by my beloved Death Cab for Cutie is playing in the background. Um, it doesn't necessarily fit the tone, but whatever. I love that song, so I'm glad they put it in there. Nice. Then it's she's wrapping up her vlog, talking about, okay, one last thing, um, not with a fizzle, but with a bang. And that's part five, I think they said. She wanted to have her own musical performance for no reason, just like happens in Ferris Bueller. She does. She shows up at the, um, like the, the basketball halftime show or something. Yes. Or it's a pep rally. It's whatever. Something, some kind of sports high school thing. She does a a lengthy musical number. Everyone's just cool with, I guess. Yeah. Um, Until the end of it. But yeah, until the end of it, they let her go through the whole thing because she's promised. She promises that she's going to have sex on a webcam later. Oh, yep. (laughs) Um, in an effort to get people to tune in to the vlog that we have been watching the whole movie, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, yeah. 
And so then she ends it being like, yeah, this is all, you know, this is what happened. It, it's sort of doing the thing where it's cutting around all the different characters watching it. Mm-hmm. And some are just like, I guess, teenage boys and are mad that she's not taking her clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. I think one makes a comment about um, Demi Moore in the Scarlet Letter. Like even Demi Moore took her clothes off. Right, like, yeah. This is bullshit. And the dad, Fred Armisen too. He's, yeah. He's watching she's it. trying to like refresh it. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, but most people are cool. Thomas Hayden Church is watching it, and Lisa Kudrow's like, "Hey, what's up?" And he just like blanks her, mm-hmm. doesn't acknowledge her. That's where you get Lisa. Brandon's watching it with his uh, the the lover that he ran away with. Yep. Uh, and he's he's like happy about it, but yeah, once once it resolves, then he starts watching back to Huckleberry. <laughs> back to Huckfin. Um And yeah, it pretty much just resolves with uh, Penn Badgley. Todd shows up outside the window, doing a bunch of stuff. He's holding up speakers like the end of Say Anything. But they're just too like Logitech. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that they're just like Logitech computer speakers. Very 20. Um, he's playing Don't You Forget About Me like the end of Breakfast Club. He's on a riding lawnmower mm-hmm. like Can't Buy Me Love. He's just doing all the 80s movies references that he can pack into one gesture. Um, yeah, she says, eh, maybe I'll lose my virginity to this guy. Maybe I won't, but it's none of your damn business. And then she runs out and they ride away. They do the fist freeze frame thing from Breakfast Club. Yep. Cut to credits. And that's it. I like that the credits are just like on a road and just like goes down the road. Yeah. They did that at the beginning too, right? When yeah. They were like first introducing. Yeah. Yes. The opening credits, I re- they still went on for a while because I guess they were doing it on like, it's popping up on a sign in the background or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it just like kept going for a while because I guess they couldn't just like put them all up in an order. Or yeah, it was, it was a cool, cool way of doing it, though. It was a cool way of doing it. Yeah, I like the credits at the end. OK, so uh, what do you think about this movie? Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to wait to give it a rating because I'm curious to see what what you give it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no. You don't have to give it a rating now. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah, Over overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I don't really like even a lot of the movies that you um, you guys had done earlier this month on the podcast, I think clueless was the only one I had seen. Mm-hmm. So it's not, not really my type of genre specifically. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, Emma Stone kind of stole the show. Um, I enjoyed other aspects about it, but she was definitely, I think the main reason to, to watch this film. And I think that's sort of the legacy of the movie is it's just like, Oh, Emma Stone has arrived as a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the person that Jonah Hill wants to have sex with in super bad. Yeah. Who like at the by the end of the movie is an actual character, but for most of that movie is just sort of like uh, you know an object to these guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is just her in a starring role. You have her interiority of doing the voiceover and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. if if she doesn't work, then the movie doesn't work at all. Oh, when she works, yes, um, she's really good in this movie. Uh, and yeah, I just uh, like her a lot. Yeah, big, big fan. She's since won Best Actress at the Academy Awards for La La Land. Oh, she was uh, in La La Land. Yep, another one I haven't seen. I'm not really into musicals by her. That was really good. Famously, that was the envelope that Faye Dunaway read when she said La La Land won Best Picture, and Moonlight had actually won Best Picture. Oh. Um, the envelope she had was the Best Actress envelope that said Emma Stone for La La Land. Ooh. Scandalous. Which is why Warren Beatty hesitated. But then Faye Dunaway was like, I'm getting out of here. And she announced it herself um, and set off a chain reaction that, I don't know, the Oscars have not quite been the same since. Like, weird stuff keeps happening. I don't know. It's cursed. 
It's kind of cursed. No, it's fine. Uh, whoever gave them the wrong envelope definitely got fired. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, love me some Emma Stone. Did you watch the Spider-Mans that she was in? No. No, I didn't either. No. At the time. I've seen them since, but like, I'm trying to remember like, okay, a lot of stuff. I really liked Zombieland when it came out too. Super that bad. I haven't obviously. seen either. And that I I know had, kind of has like a cult following. Yep. They even made a second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need, need more Emma Stone in my life. You do. Yeah. And then, I don't know. She's in a, she played an Asian person in Aloha. She. What's Aloha? Uh, it's not a great movie. I think it's it's Cameron Crowe who did like Almost Famous. Um, and then he just sort of like fell off a cliff and made Aloha in 2015. Okay. <laughs> She's in Birdman, which I mean, one best picture, but a lot of people don't like. But I think oh. she's good in it. I don't know. No, that one I haven't seen either. My 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 kind of dirty secret is that I, I like Birdman. <laughs> I thought I thought that got I thought people liked that movie. One best picture. Yeah. But it's definitely thought of as like, oh, that fucking movie. What don't people like about it? It it kind of has the trick where it's all one shot kind of thing. Like the camera never stops and or cuts away. Okay. Um, there's different like shots, obviously, but they, they do a thing where it's all sort of threaded together. Um, and there's like a constant drum beat happening and people are just like, this is stupid. Just kind of over it. They're just over it. I don't yeah. know. I love Michael Keegan. Yeah. And Emma Stone's awesome. Emma Stone's awesome. Um, uh, I guess uh, maybe not super popular opinion to the to the hipsters out there, but whatever. I really liked La La Land. I think she's awesome at it. But wait, people definitely liked La La Land, didn't they? I think so too. But I'm I'm maybe just hanging out in two, in uh, very <laughs> negative, negative corners negative of the spaces, internet. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure some people didn't like it. But. It's a crowd pleaser. What do you want from me? Um, yeah, people dancing. People it's got dancing. Ryan Gosling in it, right? Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone My. are the main characters, and there's other people too, but it's mostly just them and dancing, singing. John Legend shows up for a while. Who doesn't like that? Who doesn't like that? Is it better than Cats? It's substantially better than <laughs> Cats, yeah. It was announced as the winner of Best Picture. It didn't win, but they thought they did for a second. That's going to give it something, right? Yeah, it's got to be something. <laughs> Once announced as. Once announced as Best Picture winner. I think David Chazelle won Best Director for it. Anyway, we all love Emma Stone. Yeah. It's a generational thing. She's she's one of ours. We love you, Emma. We know you're listening. <laughs> we know you're listening. Keep going. Don't stop. You're If you want to be on this podcast, we can make that happen. Yeah. You're, um, I guess, currently filming and the, not this year, but the next upcoming Yorgos Lanthimos movie. If you want to call in, we can set up like a remote thing, I'm sure. She has time. She'll make time. She has time. She will make time. I guess she does a voice in the Crudes movies. So that's pro- that's probably her. That was. Um, she probably like, made a ton of money off it's like Neanderthal animated thing I guess or something, the Crudes. They're, they're pretty suspicious. I guess successful. There's been at least a couple. And okay. Every month I'm asking a question for each of the episodes on the particular theme. I forgot one of the episodes, so I'm only going to be three for four this month, but that's okay. Uh, no one else got to know it in advance, so you didn't get to either, I guess, yeah, put you on okay. the spot. So it doesn't have to be classic literature, but what would be the source material if a movie about your life in high school was made? Oh, God. Uh, uh, that's a tough question. It is. Damn, I don't know. That's a tough question. I guess it would be something. I was gonna say kind of like this movie, but but not really at all. 
something centered I, I remember around these rumors about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to, yeah. Is that why you chose me for this episode? <laughs> um, I don't know. Do, are you also answering this question? Uh, yeah, I can answer okay. this too. So I've said before, Dune, uh, I mentioned Dune. Pers- persuasion. <laughs> um, Wait, so it, it could be something you would like it to be based off of? People have taken it either way or given two answers. That's here's what it was actually like. Here's what I would have liked it to be. Okay, that's a more fun way of answering it. Yeah. I'll go John Wick. That's <laughs> what, what I would like it to the be. The first like. one? No, the fourth one. The fourth one. Okay, cool. Yeah, just because he's so badass, man. He's so badass. Just he's driving great. cars, saving dogs, going shooting to people. Paris? Going to Paris. He's going City everywhere. City of Lights? Are you kidding me? He's going everywhere. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that movie fucking rocks. It does. It rocks. It was my number one movie of the year. I am considering putting Asteroid City above it. Um, but Put, that, putting what above it? Asteroid City. Really? But that's just from a few hours ago. You You're, know, you might still be high on it. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I need to give it some time before I give it an official ranking. But it's up there at least. But John Wick Four has been my favorite movie of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a great movie. Yeah, it was so good. You know, I feel like the ones that already are about high school are the easiest ones. We can go like Perks of Being a Wallflower or something like that. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go. I'll go because I was trying to think of a book where the main character is kind of a wallflower. So, and I, you know, I didn't see and there the were film. Perks. And there were perks. There is perks to being a wallflower. Yeah. Um, and I didn't watch the movie, but I read the book. Oh, okay. Then so, you're totally. And you're I don't. In. I don't remember it really, but. Um. But yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I think last week I said Half Blood Prince specifically, nice because I found a book one time that someone else had owned before. Oh, um, okay. There you that's go. really the only yeah. connection. Um, it's tough. It's tough to come up to. That's a tough question. It's a good question though. Yeah, I liked this one. It's a tough one. I think it would have been cool if it was like Agent Cody Banks. You know, that's um, like a young Frankie Muniz. Frankie Mune. I was gonna say, was yeah. that Frankie? Yeah, Frankie in that one. He was a uh, what, like a, um, it's like a James Bond character, yeah, kinda. but younger. secret agent, <laughs> young James Bond. Yeah, he was friends with um, Anthony Anderson. Was he Beans and even Stevens? He's in a bunch of stuff. I believe he's like Agent Cody Banks' oh, friend. This, this guy is the guy that's in a bunch of stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you say that? Blackish. He's in Blackish, right? He was in. He he was he was in um. Oh man, what was that great film? Kangaroo Jack. Oh god, yeah, I knew you were going to say Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> constantly wants to do Kangaroo Jack. He was in Kangaroo Jack. That happened in, in one night, right? You could, you could you could squeeze that in. <laughs> yeah. Anything else we want to say on the movie? Um, it's it's a really big deal to a lot of people our generation. This movie, this specific movie. Yes, Easy A. And, um, I mean, I can, I I guess I can see why it hit it at the right time. So 2010, a year after specifically our year, graduated high school in 2009. Yeah. So this is right around that, you know, hyper targeted time period, but really all that band of millennials who were around high school age at the time Mm -hmm. seems to be a big deal to, to a great number of us. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I, I didn't really... I wasn't on that hype train yeah. when it came out. What do, you, what do you think would be our, I guess super bad also kind of falls in like, it's super kind bad. Of our, yeah, <laughs> I guess it is super bad. Yeah. Like our generational film. Yeah. Uh, let's give this one a rating on a scale of 0.5 to five on any scale of your choosing to be later added to the, uh, the Pantheon of ratings on our letterbox page. 
You can pick any scale besides stars. What would you give 2010's Will Gluck directed opus Easy A? Uh, can you go first? <laughs> yeah, I can go first. I'm going to give this, I think I, keeping in mind that I know people for whom this is their favorite movie, mm-hmm. um, I'm not quite there. I like it a lot. This one's four vlog entries out of five. Nice. Four. Oh man, my my original rating was going to be three point five, but now I'm now I'm rethinking it. Do you? Do you? I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm this isn't. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess it's it's not my typical style of movie. I loved Emma Stone. She, I'd give her specifically five stars. Me too. Um, but as far as this goes, I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give it three and a half AutoZone coupons out of five. <laughs> Uh, it was a much better scale than me. They, <laughs> Congratulations. Not a lot to go on. Not a lot to go on, but yeah. And uh, overall, I enjoyed the movie. And like I said, Emma Stone. Yeah. You rock. Yeah, seriously. Um, check out The Favorite. It's really good. <laughs> yes, yes. I will I will check that out too. <laughs> thanks, Noah, for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. And uh, this has been Easy A and Late the Movies. My name's Ben. And you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pod beans. You can uh, email Noah on at late to the movies podcast at gmail.com. I do check it, by the way. Oh, you do? <laughs> you do. Did, did you hear a recent episode? I did. Like, I, let's I, see if I, Noah checks it. I may have heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shots. I mean, if you didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. All good. Um, you can look at all our fun posters uh, at late to the movies underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, yeah, where else? T Public. Find our storefront late to the movies. Uh, and there you can buy some fun shirts. You still got the Greg shirts up? The Greg shirts are still up. They're back nice. by popular demand. People nice. cannot get enough of these Greg shirts. Get them, people. Get them. Well, you can. It's Greg. It's Greg's face. Thanks, thanks for being on. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and I've, you know, I've got a podcast, got a podcast full of sunshine. Yes. <sighs> Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Held off the whole time, but had to get it in. You got to. You got to. She actually throws in a a line at some point when she's talking about something. You know, when she's talking about the guy that I didn't notice until the second time. It's like, I've got a love and I know that it's all mine. Yeah. (laughs) Very well done. It's funny. Yeah, it is. I like this movie. Yeah.